Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. And I'm Rachel. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. A couple of royal reminders, as always. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and subscribe to the podcast. And pretty, pretty please leave us a royal rating. We are so close to 2,000 ratings, which is... What? I feel like a big milestone on Apple Podcasts. I just checked it was 1.9. Come 9, on, so make it happen. Push us, push to the us over the mark. brink. <laughs> Good or bad, but mostly good. Yeah, no, please, please. Only all good. good. All good. Reviews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can always send us an email at info at gallerypodcasts.com. Rachel, how was your Memorial Day weekend? It was so relaxing, Roberta. I went to Maine and completely shut my laptop for three days, which I actually really don't have the luxury to do. Like, I can't do that right now. I have so much work, as I know you do too. But I was like, self-care, I need this. And it was so rainy that it actually was kind of one of those days where you just had to like figure out activities like at home. And I think that that is self-care too, where you're a little bit bored, but you, you know, I thought it was really lovely. Well, and I can't say that I had a rainy Yeah, you didn't have a rainy weekend at all. (laughs) I had sun and 90 degree weather in Florida. But I want to be honest and say that it's actually, for me, it's really hard to come back from a three-day weekend because I feel like you need another vacation. You need a vacation day from your vacation. Yeah, I always feel like that. So I feel definitely on the not so well-rested side. I feel like the Monday scaries were more severe like than the Sunday scaries after like, because I just, again, I was like, okay, let me like organize my to-do list. I'm very like plotting out, you know, my week day by day. And it was just. And then you're like, well, I have five days to get this done, but really only four. four. So like, how can I get everything done? Yeah, I totally understand that. But Sunday was made that much better by the finale of Mare of Easttown. So I did wanted to ask you, I did watch it, but I watched it on Monday because HBO had an outage, right? Not where I was. That's what I've heard. We went to watch it on Sunday night. We logged in around like 10, 25, so a little bit late. And it was like, you can't connect. And we were just like, wait, it must be Maine. And then it wasn't Maine. It was actually like an outage in the area. Someone else just told me that it was all over the Northeast, but we got lucky and we were on at 10 and it and halfway fine. halfway through the episode too from what i read is that it was like people were watching and then it like cut so but what uh, a, did you were you happy with the ending there were so many twists i so yes i was happy with it i I I don't know. There's just I can't I can't it's hard say to talk about without spoilers. spoiling it. Yeah. I know, but I did read a really good article. Um, it was an interview with Kate Winslet in the New York Times today, um, just about her prepping for the role and she the accent was incredible. and everything. Like up just, to the very end, like what a masterpiece that she you know. needs to win every single Emmy there is. I mean, she was just like so so amazing. She borrowed a Peloton to like work out so that she kind of had like 
fuller thighs. Like she just had so much prep and she said that this is one of the hardest accents she ever had to do. And so the it's accent just, was so good too. So yeah. Good. Oh my so gosh. Good. And I feel like it's kind of like your area now. Like you're in the, you know, yeah. in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I know they named a cheesesteak after Mayor. So I want to go find oh it. Oh my gosh. Amazing. <laughs> well, we have so much coming up on this week's episode of the podcast, but actually a little bit lighter than typical, which was a, a nice three-day weekend treat. Uh, the Royals also took a you know, a little bit of a break after all the stuff they've been doing. But um, we know that Kate officially got her COVID vaccines. We're going to get into that. Also, more updates from their Scotland tour. I felt like the cutoff for our episode last week, there was so much that happened like the next couple of days. Right after. I didn't realize that they had so much planned for that tour. So it really was so much fun. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. And then we're going to be talking about the Queen's coronation way back when and some Prince Andrew picks, womp womp. But, you know, lots of good stuff coming up. Yes, and as always, we have a royal refreshment. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Except it's iced coffee for me. Water for me. I'm just like, I I actually did drink a good amount of wine this weekend, which was also great in the rain. We had the fireplace going and all that oh, stuff. Oh, that sounds but so I nice. But I just, so I'm drinking water. I'm hydrating. I did not drink any water this weekend. Do you take like a little picnic basket on the beach or anything? Did you ever do that? I mean, not this weekend because it was so cold. Well, I was going to say, I also got to wear my I Am A Luxury sweater from Rowing Blazers, which was made me feel very elegant on the beach. This is our royal find of the week. Yes, yes, yes. Um, But just you guys, if you haven't checked it out, they have the sheep sweater in green. They have Diana inspired bike shorts, which we want to talk about. And the, you know, I, this was from the previous collection, but the I am a luxury sweater in a new colorway. I ended up getting the pink anyway. How about you? Yeah. And the new Giles and George sweater is gray and pink, I believe. The original salmon and blue. And I love it. I just love that the back says, like, few can afford. It just feels <laughs> like you get a little swivel action. But um, I will say I wore it to the beach. And it, on Friday, I didn't need a puffer coat. So I just had my sweater. But then Finn, I, I don't know where he came up with this, but he was like, my hands are cold. And he, like, shoved them up my sweater. <laughs> and then he also was, like, wiping all the sand. So I was like, oh, my gosh, this oh, is cool, not an okay cool. sweater to wear right now with a kid, with a toddler. I love that um, I had to look at this or flashback to our interview with Joanna Osborne and Sally Muir, but the original sheep sweater that Diana wore, the actual original color, I guess, was green. So, which makes more sense to me because it's sheep on like a green. Wait, she, Diana wore a green one? No, no, no. The one they made. The original one that they first made was green. And which like, you know, on a field, sheep on a field, like kind of makes more sense. But then the red was such a pop of color. And I think that's what drew Diana and also David Bowie wore that sheep sweater too at one point. I thought he like walked by and thought about wearing it. Did he actually wear it? I think he owned it. I read somewhere that rowing blazers posted that they yeah so oh my gosh it's so crazy yeah well what about the bike shorts i wanted to ask you because we both got to test the bike shorts how are you feeling about them i really like them i feel like i need to kick my summer workout routine into high gear because white white is a tough color to pull off in spandex but they have a really nice like hem at the top that's um like elastic a waistband kind of thing yeah yes. that's a waistband that's like it has their rowing blazers logo and so it's very chic like this is the nicest pair of running shorts i'll ever own probably and i like the length of them actually yeah. i felt like they were really good um i was just gonna say that i ended up going back and studying diana photos of her in the bike shorts just to compare like you know how they look and i was like i really feel like 
with bike shorts, it just comes down to confidence. Like it's just, you're wearing a bike short and you're owning that and you throw it with a oversized sweatshirt or oversized shirt and it just, it works. You just got to own that. And I think that's where I just need to work on the top half of what I'm going to wear because I don't have anything that's going to cover my butt enough yes. that I feel like will be acceptable to me in public. coverage oh, is essential. Yeah. Yes. Once I find, like, it, even if it's like, uh, I don't, because Diana could do like anything. I feel like she could do like a long blazer with it. If I just find like a tunic length sweatshirt to wear with it, I'll I'll be wearing them all the time. Yes. Can I make one mention of the sheep? Because while we're on the subject of sheep sweaters, I was looking because we're going to get into the Scotland tour with, um you know, all the different things that Kate and William did. But so one of her fashion sartorial moments was when she wore this pink sweater from uh, Campbell's of Bewley Fair. I it was like the Fair Isle. Sweater. It's yes. completely sold out to the point that if you now go to the website and you click on the sweater, it's password protected just this one item i went on Whoa. it today yeah, i don't know what happened next level of like yeah next level it was probably re- crashing replicate. the site yeah um but it's not on the site anymore but roberta let me send you this link in the chat here um did you i don't know how much you went on the site immediately to shop like me i was like oh my god i love the sweater um i figured that out of all the things she wore on this trip the one thing i really wanted i liked the sweater a lot but i really liked her um Metallic Vejas. Oh, the, yes. I want to get into that. sneakers that you I love that. Wait, I'm um, clicking the link This now. sweater that I just sent you the link to is oh, their so version cute. of a sheep sweater that they produce. It's an out-of-stock item. It was from a past season, but I thought that was kind of cool that they also had a sheep sweater, which no doubt has to nod to Diana. By Campbell's of Bewley? By Campbell's of Bewley, yeah. And it's a Scottish brand. I love that. It is it is very, it looks, it's the different. sheep are, are bigger and more cartoony, but it's really cute. I, I like just liked pink. that. I was like, man, that's kind of cool that they also had one. But anyways. Yeah. And then she probably saw that while shopping. If a great royal find of the week to chat yes. about. Yes. <laughs> This week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. We are flashing back to the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II on June 2nd, 1953. So it'll be 68 years this year since her coronation. And reminder, Platinum Jubilee is coming up for her. So that'll be 70 years since she ascended to the throne. That's next year in 2022 because her father passed away on February 6th, 1952. 70 years. Incredible. And actually, she's two years away from being the longest reigning monarch ever, living or dead. So I feel like we're just witnessing history every single day. It's really, really wild. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask you, Rachel, I think you know the answer to this question. So because her father died in February of 1952, and she wasn't actually crowned until June 2nd of the following year, do you know why they waited 16 months between? I know. 16 months is so long, right? I think that it had something to do with the length of mourning period. Like, that was why, you know, they wanted to have an adequate amount of time to properly honor her father yeah. and have that space. But they also wanted to get every single detail of the coronation right, which got me thinking because, you know, we recently talked about how royal weddings are such an entry point into the royal family. Like, you think about royal family, the royal family, the brand. I imagine a coronation is just a 100 times that as, you know, an occasion, a celebration, and you are setting the stage for the person that will rule for up to like you just said 70 years like i mean right it's not, not like in charles's case yeah I'm it's guessing, not like a royal like, wedding is like 
how that's every five or 10 years. It's like once every five decades. So it's, I mean, on an even grander scale, I can totally see that. I also think I read somewhere that they were Mm -hmm. really, really concerned about weather and statistically June 2nd had the highest chance of being a beautiful day, but it actually was terrible and it rained all day (laughs) on June 2nd. So not good luck. You can never plan for that. I I love the statisticians. Like, yeah, statisticians. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Statisticians figuring that out. Meteorologists. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right, so flashing back. So over 8,200 guests attended the three-hour-long ceremony at Westminster Abbey. There was a total of eight hours of ceremony, including the processions. It took them two hours to get there. It was watched by 27 million people in the UK alone and the first coronation to be televised. Side note, four-year-old Prince Charles was there. Anne was too little to go, they said. So Anne stayed home. But Charles, I feel like, was pretty well-behaved, and the camera kept flashing to him at certain moments. He was... He was kind of nestled in between the Queen Mother and Princess Margaret. I'm sending you another link because uh, oh, I love there these also. <laughs> I was like, I kind of got excited to supply you some, with some pics. Um, but Char, this is bored Charles at the coronation because that oh, was what a lot gosh. of people did talk about was that he was a little bit bored. But I mean, he's four years old. You talk about how he kind of like could get through it. It's it's it was probably a rough day for a toddler. Oh my gosh. He's <laughs> he's resting his little hand on his cheek and he's like, when is this gonna be over? It looks like if he had a watch, he'd be checking it to see what time it was. <laughs> little four I hope four year olds get watches in the royal family. Yeah. Okay, so maybe not super well behaved, but still no, at I least mean, I four year old. Still yeah. very well well behaved. I, I would I'll give him that. Well, and I love the fun fact that the royal family Instagram shared last year. They said Prince Charles was the first child to witness his mother's coronation. So the queen had a specially made invitation designed just for him with hand-painted storybook-like illustrations of the queen's guards, a lion, and a unicorn. I don't know if you remember seeing that from last year. I do year. remember do you seeing it. So yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful. So during the ceremony, the queen took the coronation oath. Then she was anointed, blessed, and consecrated by the archbishop. Afterwards, she received the orb and scepter. St. Edward's crown was placed on her head. I looked this up. So it's the weight of five Campbell's soup cans. On top of your head. Oh my gosh. Which is why, like, they never wear it. It's super heavy. She had to practice with it so that her neck could withstand the weight of the crown. Oh my gosh. I was trying to think if I could even do that. Five Campbell's. And don't they, like, didn't she say in an interview about um, the state imperial crown that she has to keep her head straight? And that's why she, I mean, she doesn't wear it anymore because it's too heavy at this point. And, you know, she's She's 95. Yeah. 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 But, but you can't, like, you have to bring the speech and talking point. I'm raising my hand, like, up to your eye level versus looking down because of the weight. It's just, It'll just top a lot. It's a yeah. job. It's a job to wear those crowns. Totally. And if you have to practice, yeah, I, could, I just, I don't think I could do it. Um, so here is a clip of the queen taking the oath. Madam, is your majesty willing to take the oath? I'm willing. Will you solemnly promise and swear to govern the peoples of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the Union of South Africa, Pakistan, and Ceylon, and of your possession and the other territories to any of them belonging or pertaining, according to their respective laws and customs. I solemnly promise so to do. And we remember that beautiful Norman Hartnell coronation gown that she's worn six times total. So she got a lot of use out of that. It had gold and silver thread embroidery, pearls, so stunning, yeah. crystals, diamonds. It was beautiful. She glittered when she walked. Um, 
So, reminder, she was only 27 years old when she became queen, officially became queen. I guess when she ascended, she was actually 25. She was already married five and a half years to Prince Philip. Or you could say only married, too. It's like, it's so, I mean, that's where Kate and William have that on her, where it's like, you know, just they've already hit 10 years of marriage. Like, just getting that chance to kind of figure yourselves out as a couple before your really, really big deal responsibilities take hold. Yeah, it's like you're just hitting your stride. I feel like a marriage of five years and then to have all of this kind of happen at once, it's pretty wild. It's a bittersweet anniversary this year, too, because as we know, Prince Philip's 100th birthday would have been June 10th, so just a week That's after so this sweet. anniversary. I, I can't believe how quickly that came up and just, you know, what a what a sad occasion this year. I know. They're actually supposedly, and this could be a rumor, but they might be having a special exhibition for Prince Philip this year. This Ooh. summer, uh, Historic Royal Palaces was planning one already when he turned 100. So they are going to still have one and have it be more of a commemorative look at his life. So wow. hopefully when we get over to London yes, for our trip, we can soon. go see that as well. Yes. Um, and then also, I just wanted to mention two big sightings of the Queen are coming up. So on June 11th, the Queen will be meeting with Biden, President Biden, at the G7 Summit in Cornwall. We are probably going to see... Charles, Camilla, Kate, William, the Royal A-team there as well. So that will exciting. be exciting. I know. And then June 12th is the paired back Trooping the Color. So it's probably taking place at Windsor Castle. Uh, it's going to be a smaller ceremony than we're used to, but not as small and quiet as last year's. And the Queen will be accompanied by the Duke of Kent as her plus one. I saw that, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then I'm renaming Hot Girl Summer Sussex Girl Summer because they're having <laughs> a baby that. girl. <laughs> I know. I feel like that's so imminent, Roberto. So I mean, soon. Yeah. I had to throw this in because I was, like, I was writing all these June dates and I was like, I feel like Megan Harry's baby is going to come any minute too. So Megan's book is out June 8th which is in a week from today, the day we're recording. And uh, I mean, the baby is any minute now, I feel like. It I could think be, so too. What do you think? End of June? What's your? What I think calling? it's got to be this month would be my prediction. But yeah, I mean, I think we should all be on high alert. Sussex Girl Summer. I th- I'm thinking two weeks from now. That's my guess. Yeah. So okay. Oh, right. yeah. I should, we should pick a specific day right now, Roberta. Should we bet it? Okay. Um, okay. I'm looking at my calendar for a second. June 15th. You're saying June 15th? I don't know. Wait, You're thinking think about, about it. I don't want to. I'm not holding you to that yet. <laughs> She's throwing options I'm gonna out say, there. I'm going to say June 20th. I'm going to say June 20th. Okay. I'm going to say June. Should I do like prices right? I'll be like June yeah. 19th. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to say. Over is <laughs> you don't win. <laughs> I'm going to say June 14th. Mm. That's sooner. That's sooner. I know. I'm surprised. Yeah. I thought you were going to do uh, like June end of June, early July. Well, who knows? I'm, I'm, I can't wait. So we'll see. We'll see. Send us your predictions for, for dates yes. and everything too. All right, moving on. We've got to talk about the Scotland tour, continued highlights, because we missed a few major moments of the trip when we talked about it last week. First up, Kate and William's return to the University of St. Andrews. Roberta, what did you think? I thought, I mean, it just is so sweet. I One thing I wanted to mention about just the tour overall, did you feel like there was so many outfits? So many well, outfits on every her time last I looked, day. I was like, what day is this? There's like a different suit. There's a different sweater. Like, 
I just had like outfit whiplash. Yeah, and on Kate's la- last day, on the, both of their last days, Kate wore four different outfits. And I think that that happens a lot in royal tours, but it was just, you know, they really fit in a lot. Uh, yeah. It was like the pink dress and then the blue on, you know, coat for that closing ceremony. It was just a lot. But yeah, so on at yeah. St. Andrews, Specifically saw- about St. Andrews. Yeah, I wanted to say specifically, though, I really loved that they were able to obviously revisit 20 years later the place where they met and then also to have a date night because they went to a restaurant they like did. a fancy restaurant in the town of St. Andrews. It was and called Forgans, if I'm saying that right. Forgans. Yeah. Okay. I love that they could do that too. I thought that that was really cute that they were able to slip out but it's like secret date night. They had all these crowds outside. I was reading reports about how inside the restaurant it was actually kind of they were able to maintain you know some sense of normalcy. They asked for a private area in the back but it's just got to be impossible for them to have any low-key event. All I want to know is what they ordered. Like that's I all I want. <laughs> I'm just I like I'm so curious about what they ordered. I know if you actually go to the YouTube the Royal Family YouTube channel they have so I've I've done, I'm backing up, okay. I've been doing some studying of the differences between Kate and Williams and the Royal Family channel because all of the tour stuff, for the most part, is on the Royal Family YouTube channel. There's a lot of behind the scenes, but it's just behind the scenes. It's like no audio, no anything. You're really just kind of hearing the the background noise. But then if you go to the Kate and Williams YouTube channel, that's where you see much more produced. That's where you see the Mila meet and greet, which you'll get, we'll get into in a minute. But um, on the Royal Family YouTube channel, going back to restaurants, they sample some of the local Scottish cuisine and they get filmed eating on camera. And it's one of those things where you're eating and it's a longer bite to chew. And like, they clearly are trying to be like, get back to the conversation, but they're like still chewing. And then they're like, (laughs) and they keep gesturing to each other. It's a really good clip. I recommend checking it out. But anyways, it's hard to eat on camera. Scotland's Um, not known for their food. Let's just throw that out. <laughs> so, anyways, I want to talk about Kate's nautical look from St. Andrews. I loved the striped fisherman sweater, which was Erdem. She had the black double-breasted blazer from Holland Cooper, which is a British brand. And as you mentioned, the Vejas, which with the Vejas, did you feel like that was like a little bit of a nod to Meghan Markle? Because that was my initial Veja moment when she wore those at the Invictus Games in Sydney. I immediately bought a pair. I did too. I, I have, love them. I I've have, worn them into the ground. Yeah. What color do you have? I have the olive green. I got black. I found the exact pair that Meghan Markle wore. Oh, see, and now I'm mad at myself because I, well, I'm not mad because they were a gift, but um, I got them for Christmas and I have the olive green pair, but once I saw the metallic gold, I was the like, metallic gold oh is, man, is chic. Yeah. I need those. And yeah, I, I love that. I love Kate in her sneaker those. moments. I think it was yeah. just a very classy look, but then she made it casual. But it also, I thought it kind of nodded to her graduation picture. Like, I'm going to send you one more link. Don't hate. Don't. Oh, I think I saw this. Saw I think it. I okay. saw this with the black and white and then the black and white outfit. Is that what you're talking well, about? Well, no, it, there was a pic that was referenced where it was like William and Kate wearing just black, white shirts and black pants, but there's also just her her in yeah, send um, it then send it. All right, I'm sending it. I'm sending it. Okay, I'm opening it. Oh, interesting. Okay, she's wearing like a black pencil skirt and like a white button down. Yeah. It's her graduation photo. It just felt right. a little bit, you know, there was some symmetry there if you're doing Why does the <laughs> I don't know why, but the long champ Le pliage tote just makes me laugh. It's yeah. just like <laughs> so classic from that era. I just it is. I, I carried that everywhere. Like 
in it's college very that was iconic. my tried and true school bag so that's, oh my that's really great yeah definitely but I mean yeah so 20 years since they were they met on campus they've been back a couple of times since but you know this was more symbolic because it's been 20 years they chatted with students about coping during the pandemic they planted a tree which also dovetails with the Earthshot initiative because it's the first tree that will be part of St. Andrew's Forest and the school's plan to be carbon neutral by 2035 so it's incredible I thought that was uh, great they you know they they nailed that event uh <laughs> Yeah. As they nailed every event in Scotland. But then we moved on to the first ever drive-in movie at the Palace of Holyrood House for the NHS. This was cool. This was glamorous, too. Like, to see Kate in that plaid tartan coat and mm-hmm. hair, pony, fancy ponytail, and then fancy earrings, which I think were borrowed from the Queen. They were borrowed from the Queen. They were it was such – we don't Sapphire have- and diamond, Yeah. They, we just don't have many glamorous royal moments anymore that much or since COVID, I guess. And so I feel like this was so much fun to see. And the fact that they were screening a movie and I'm sure you're going to talk about this, but they talk to the stars of the movie. That was Yeah, really no, cool. it felt it felt like, you know, Hollywood elegant. It's like they didn't have a red carpet, but they might as well have. And I loved, you know, Kate made a short speech uh, that you can hear bits and pieces of on the Royal Family YouTube channel. But it's, again, just kind of background. It's not like miked properly but she said she kicked it off being like William and I invite you to grab your popcorn cuddle up under your blankets and be transported to 1970s Britain for an evening of much deserved fun drama glamour and escapism so I kind of like just picturing Kate kicking that off it's surprising to me though that they were talking to so many people on this tour and then we find out that Kate didn't get the vaccine till after we'll get into that later but I'm like oh shoot shouldn't you have gotten it before the tour I don't know yeah we'll talk about that in a second yeah Yeah, because I'm curious about the timing I was gonna say so then you know as we know and I'm not sure if I even mentioned this yet but they were screening Cruella which you can rent right now for 30 bucks on Disney plus if you don't want to go to the theater it is in theaters uh but they did a zoom with Emma Stone and Emma Thompson ahead of the event and I I thought it was so kind of cool. And even Kate seemed a little bit starstruck to me chatting with, with both of them, asking her questions. How could you not be with those two? The, the Emma squared, as you said. I I mean, I just... And I love the tidbit of Emma Stone. She was riding a motorcycle around Buckingham Palace. Yes. What was that about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She apparently, I think, just filmed a scene where she was riding along the mall near Buckingham Palace. And William responded being like, we should have stopped you, Emma. It's very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> They had such good banter back and forth. And they it was did. just like very, it was very cool to see. And Emma like, Thompson just se- seemed so comfortable. Like she was basically like, you know, she, I just, I liked the report that she had with William and Kate. But I also love that William kind of gave additional intel about Betty from the care home. And so I want to share that, that moment. I got propositioned by a 96 year old lady called Betty yesterday who wanted to kiss me. <laughs> she's in a care home with her daughter and I said Betty if I do that I'm going to get slapped on the back of the head for being you know inappropriate social distancing and she said I'll have you afterwards then <laughs> <laughs> she was a right character I also got asked yesterday in a care home um, is what, this what I- happens when I'm not around yes exactly <laughs> she wouldn't say I've got a window she saw her way in she saw her way in so A, I loved Kate's reaction to that. Like, this is what happens when I'm not around. And B, I won I was a little bit sad that Kate interrupted William because he said, Oh, he started to say, like, oh, and the other thing that happened to me. And then it got cut off and they never went back to it unless oh, it got edited man. out. But I was like, what else happened to you, William? Share. Oh, Kate, don't cut him <laughs> off like that. It's also like all of us on Zoom when we're all talking over each other. Like they yeah. were genuinely excited to talk they to They were. These. 
It's a great. actresses, and it, it just it really made for the whole event such was a really content. awesome. Like the yeah. shots from the aerial shots of all the cars, the palace. It's cool that it was the first drive-in movie, and drive-in movies, what a cool thrill during the pandemic. So one last um, event from this tour that I wanted to mention was just finally getting the moment to see Mila, the little girl we heard about. Her she was a finalist in the Hold Still book for Kate's campaign. She is battling leukemia, and she had asked Kate if she wears pink dress, and Kate surprised her at the Palace of Hollywood House they visited, and she was wearing, Kate wore a pink dress, as did Mila. And Mila wore a little tiara, too, which was very sweet. And I thought that that was a really nice sort of bow on that whole moment. And It was. It was like we were all looking forward to this moment so much and wondering. I feel like it, they, the way they timed it was perfect, too, because it was kind of sort of fresh on our minds still to know that Kate wanted to show off a pink dress to – or to – Mila wanted Kate to wear a pink dress. And so we were like, oh, yeah, that just happened. And now she's doing it. And it was so, so sweet. And Mila is so cute. She was supposedly doing cartwheels for the Duchess of Cambridge when she met me. And like (laughs) she she met her and she was like, oh, can you twirl? And she twirled around. And it was just really, I I love that. This might be the, I don't know if this is my favorite moment or. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. What was your favorite moment from the tour? I think this had to be it. Yeah. I think this had to be it. I I do think like seeing them in the swanky land, Prince Philip's swanky Land Rover. Yes. And pulling up to the movie premiere was also really amazing. But I, I think this had to be it. What about you? Yeah, I think for me, it was either the movie premiere, the Mila moment, or that when they did the the sand yachting. You have to pick one. Okay, the, the sand yachting was pretty cool. I'll, I'll take that one because I feel like um, it's like highs and lows. I can't pick one. I know you um, When they did, the, I think it's called sand yachting, right? Was yeah, it, it is. Like land, I think it's land yachting. Land yachting, excuse yeah. me, sand land. Uh, and, yeah. And um, just seeing Kate like kind of the wheels off the ground like we talked about, I just thought that was like bold and impressive and just she's like i'm all in she and what was the wisecrack we talked about it was um come on grandpa oh yeah come on grandpa they they do have that sort of dynamic between them anytime they do something sporty it's always like that those moments really shine yeah they know to like capture all the content from that exactly i just did want to say that the significance of this tour is actually pretty big because you know a it's william's kind of it's his debut as Lord High Commissioner, but it's also his most senior role to date as a royal and the future king. And also it's on the sort of eve of a lot of conversations about voting on independence from the monarchy. There's actually a poll right now in in the nation that said from Sky News that says 39% are in favor of splitting off, 39% are against, 22% say they don't know how they'd vote. So it's it's the stakes are high for how this visit was received, what people think, and also Kate and William, their role is really connecting with that younger generation. So choosing them to go and and carry this tour out, I guess time will tell how, what happens, but just kind of the context is interesting. Yeah, and I liked uh, the Vanity Fair description. It was a charm offensive. I feel like that is so true. It was very... Uh, the most appropriate way to describe a royal tour, right? Right. They went all over. They did so much. They met so many people and met with secretly, this was kind of interesting, the 
former PM Gordon Brown. You saw, did you see oh, that? Oh, yeah. And that was like very hush-hush too, because I guess obviously royals are supposed to kind of stay apolitical. And so they didn't want a lot of people finding out about that. But he is leading a major kind of anti-independence campaign for um, for Scotland. I, I kind of, I was so young when I lived there for, and only for a year. I was seven years old. But I do remember that the people that we swapped houses with definitely were wanting to be independent so it's interesting because yeah. they have really strong opinions about it over there so it's it's uh it's just interesting that people do have such strong opinions about it either way when you yeah. ask them i totally there, agree so. that poll was fascinating all right but anyways i spent enough time on the the tour well speaking of meeting so many people so after the tour which timing is a little interesting here Kate got the vaccine, which is super exciting. So on Friday morning, after returning from Scotland, it was revealed that the Duchess of Cambridge got her first dose of the vaccine. We're not sure if it's a one-shot vaccine or not, Mm -hmm. so it could be her only dose um, or just the first. Loved the outfit. She wore a white rib top from H&M that she has had in her closet since 2016 is possibly the first time she's worn it. And then she wore jeans called the favorite cut cropped jeans from and other stories that are $89. The colors she has are obviously sold out, unfortunately, because I would love to. So accessible, those price points, though. I know. And these jeans were so So cute. cute. I feel like they were just like the perfect high-waisted the color was great. Well, the other thing I watched this weekend was the Friends reunion, which I know I'm like <laughs> dating myself, but I was like, my, that was appointment TV for me. And I just felt like Kate's look had such 90s vibes from, you mm-hmm. know, kind of Jennifer Aniston and Rachel. But that Rachel was in my Green. head when I saw her you look. Got Rachel, Rachel Green. Green vibes. Yeah. What did you wear to your vaccine appointment? So the first time it happened very, very last minute. I was not planning to go get it. I just found out that there were extra doses in the place. I ran off. And so I just wore like whatever I had on. But the second I tried to like put a little more effort in, even though I was so overwhelmed in the actual moment to notice what I was wearing. But I looked back at a photo and I wore my royal jelly mask, the the seersucker mask that Megan wore earlier in the pandemic. And then I just wore like a t-shirt this time because I had a sweatshirt on for the first shot and that was just a pain. I couldn't do the William all the way up. It was, I had to like take my shirt off. Right. Kate was a little (laughs) more prepared with the like off the shoulder short sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. Very smart. But what about you? I wore leggings and a t-shirt, which is like all I ever wear now these days um, for both appointments. But I was thinking like, is jeans, like high-waisted jeans and like a white top like is that the royal equivalent of like leggings and a t like i just don't think that we see yeah, her we don't we're never gonna see, see her wearing leggings or like she wears like jeggings but not yeah. actual but i liked that it wasn't athleisure. a massive fashion moment for yeah them. like i think that it was because it's kate and she's setting the bar high always but i think that it was her dressing down just you know sort of no frills getting that vaccine and just sending that message. I'm just so curious why they waited until after meeting so many people in Scotland for her to get it. Because we know that William got it a week before the tour kicked off. My question is, is that timing lining up with the exact time they got the shot? I guess it's pretty close. So yeah, and if they are getting a second shot, we don't know what vaccine they're getting. Are they fully inoculated? I don't... Well, I I think... Any way you slice it, it's incredible that she got it and especially got it and then announced it to the world. I think that that's so, so important um, for people to know, you know, that it's good to get the vaccine and that she's a great role model for that. And maybe, you know what I was thinking, too, is that after royal tours, they do get a little bit of a break. So maybe it was like a nice time to kind of see if if you do have a bad reaction, even to the first shot to kind of lay low and she doesn't have to 
do a bunch of stuff. She just had so many royal engagements, so she can kind of. Yes. All right, well, moving on. Before we adjourn the royal pod here, highs and lows. It's time for the royal highs and lows. My low this week is this unfortunate story that came out from TMZ. Prince Harry learned of Philip's death through the British embassy. So TMZ came out with a report this weekend that said supposedly Prince Harry had to be woken up in person in the middle of the night by police to be told that his grandfather, Prince Philip, had died. We know that Philip's death was announced at 12 noon in the UK on April 9th, which was 4 a.m. in California. So... TMZ reported that when embassy staff were unable to reach Harry on his phone, whether it was silenced or he was asleep or whatever, police officers were sent to wake him and told him to call the embassy back immediately. I'm just wondering, my low is like, there's nothing really low about this except for why would it not be his family that told him? I just feel like, couldn't they have a direct line to him and it didn't have to be the British embassy? I guess it's better than him finding out via the media because I think that would be terrible. And that's why they did send in law enforcement so that he didn't find out through the newspapers. Mm -hmm. But it still makes me question like, why couldn't someone from his family like text him, you know? And I guess like if this is a true story, like I wonder, I, I agree with you. I, I think that it's it's a complicated yeah. thing, but I do think it is protocol to send someone. But yeah, you're right. It's like Prince Harry. Maybe There's got to be a yeah. different way. Yeah, if they can't yeah. reach the person. Right. I would think that if the, if the police showed up and knocked, they would say like, call your dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not like call the embassy. I don't know. That just seems so impersonal and weird when it's Yeah, call the embassy. If, yeah. yeah. I don't know. But so who knows what TMZ, if it's true or not. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Milo of the week was just kind of the pictures from the weekend of Prince Andrew out horseback riding. And I mean, it's just the way the photos are, but he's like throwing his head back and laughing. He was out on the grounds of Windsor Castle early in the morning. He's wearing a royal, a navy blue jacket with the royal insignia of some sort. And just thinking about like his treatment like he's got to just be like ha 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 like they all are Dude. focused on like William and Harry and all the drama and like the spotlight is off of me and like he's kind of succeeding in that and I think that I ended up going back and re-watching his interview his BBC interview and just you know about the time he spent with convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein and I just it's so he can't answer any of the questions it's awful and I think that, you know, in six months when Ghislaine Maxwell's trial kicks off, I'm so curious what we're going to see in terms of headlines about Andrew, because there and should what, be a lot more coverage about that than Megan. Right. And what more will come out? Because I think we'll learn a lot more, too, during her trial. Yeah. And that's super interesting. It did feel like very, like, super villainy laugh. Like, it was like, ugh. Makes my skin crawl, I feel like. He's, yeah. like, enjoy, like, having the time of his life. It's like, what? Yeah. And then, yeah, it's just... I don't know. I don't get it. Well, my high this week is kind of a double high, even though I just made fun of you for not being able to choose. But it was two celebrities kind of commenting on the royal family, which is always fun. So Britney Spears posted two photos, uh, one of Princess Diana and then one of the crowds in London. Um cheering on Princess Diana, and the caption is, she never wanted to be the queen. She wanted to be the heart of the people. She was more than class. She was sheer genius, down to the way she spoke, to the way she mothered her children. The essence of being completely oblivious to her own power. She goes on to talk about 750 million people watched her get married on TV. She will always be remembered as one of the most remarkable women to date. Britney Spears 
So this is amidst the reports about the Martin Bashir interview coming out. And so Princess Diana has been all over the headlines recently. But Britney Spears and Princess Diana, I feel like, have a lot of parallels. They do. After you thought, did you think about that after watching the Britney Spears documentary? Absolutely. With just the paparazzi interest and sort of abuse. I think we talked about this actually right after. I was like, oh, this feels so, so similar to mm-hmm. Diana. Absolutely. And her getting hounded and chased and all of that. Yeah. And then Emily Blunt, this is my other high, is uh, <laughs> took a lie detector test. She's doing the press tour for A Quiet Place 2. She took a lie detector test for Vanity Fair and they asked her about Meghan Markle. So here's that clip. Now that she's stepped down from her royal duties, are you worried about encountering this woman in auditions? Who wouldn't? Right? She's a knockout. We were just talking this morning about how beautiful she was. I'm cool. Yeah, I'd be worried. She's a knockout. That was what Emily Blunt said. I love that. She's definitely not going to see her in audition rooms, like she said, but it's still... It was still really fun. I love that. I'll allow the double high, Roberta. Um, <laughs> my my high of the week was just going back to the Scotland tour. William and Kate sent a thank you that included a sketch that Kate did in 2002. That There was a caption on Instagram where they shared it. It said, sketch of St. Andrews by the Duchess of Cambridge, dated 2002. And I'm like, Kate – you Blown are away. just this multi-talented woman. Like, I cannot get over, you know, she's an amateur photographer. She's an artist. She's a gardener. She's an athlete. She's a baker. Like, it's <laughs> it's wild. The photo, the sketch is beautiful. I was trying to figure out the medium, but. Um, a true Renaissance woman. A in Renaissance woman, yes. So. She is so talented. That painting is is stunning. And I love that it was for, wasn't it for thank you cards for everyone? Yeah, it was met? thank you cards. Yep. Just so sweet. Like a postcard. It's just a nice, like, again, a little bow on like the sort of loop of the relationship they have with Scotland that's so long-term for Kate and William. What would you do if, would you frame it if you got one? Well, I was thinking, should Kate open like an Etsy shop? <laughs> like, Or should that be in like the Royal UK, like the, you know, their sort of um, gift shop or something? Because I just, it's beautiful. I was trying, yeah, I mean, I would And you it. know that like, so Prince Charles has obviously painted a lot and has watercolors mm-hmm. all over Clarence House that he's done. And then Prince Philip had a, was yeah. a very talented artist too. And- Kate is oh. obviously when I was in second grade I did tough. painting classes I, and it's inspiring me to want to do more anyways I love it I hope you can like buy that print maybe we should open the Etsy shop and have like Kate's yeah. <laughs> I think we would have they to get shut like it down. copyright yeah, yeah they shut it down <laughs> immediately all right well we'll work on that now just a reminder before we close leave us a royal rating on Apple Podcasts. we are so close to the 2000 mark I don't know why that's like an all-important milestone to me but I just feel like we should just hit 2k by what end of june let's try for that uh reminders to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode follow us on instagram at royally obsessed podcast you can also follow us personally i'm at robbie frito and i'm at rkb nyc and drop us an email info at gallerypodcast.com don't forget to send us your sussex baby predictions for the baby due date date name all the predictions we love all of them and till next week God save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.